Okay, we started. Hi. Welcome back to... Why do we own this DVD? This is episode two. Can you believe we made it to two? And, uh, <laughs> well. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah, it's oh, kind of a I'm rainy, kind of a stormy afternoon. Um, well, it's evening now, but a little storm rumbled through, a nice summer storm, and <sighs> yeah, episode two. We're here to talk about uh, Emma. I know nothing of this movie. I, I only know, I guess it's the poster. It's her drawing a bow. Yeah, it's there's a... Was that in the trailer? Maybe, you know... Is that even in the movie? <laughs> guys, I'm going to admit, right up front. I don't know why I own this DVD. I I know Sean didn't buy it. I don't know why I bought it because I know, I do know when I bought it, I had never seen it, um, and I think I watched it once. I don't. Um, I don't know that I've seen any Jane Austen. I only know that about this movie. It's a Jane Austen thing. A Jane Austen joint. That's a, yes. a Jane Austen joint. Um, and nothing against uh, Jane Austen or the or those kind of movies. Um, you know, I've I've never read a Jane Austen book. Um, as much of a reader as I am, people are always shocked when they find out I've never read Jane Austen. But it, not for lack of trying. I've tried to read Pride and Prejudice. I've tried to read Emma. I think I own them. Again, I buy things and I just let them sit there. Um, I I couldn't get into them. I, I what? I don't know. There's a there's a blockage there. What I don't even know what is. When is Jane Austen? Is that when eighteen hundreds? Eighteen hundreds. Um, is like the region. Is that after King George? What? Like from Hamilton? It's like the early eighteen hundreds. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm 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 actually googling. I'm right. trying to figure out what era <laughs> this is. So Emma was published in 1815. Um, That's a long time ago. So this book actually just celebrated its 200th anniversary. That's that's kind of... So this would be after King George. What's your obsession with King George? Well, I'm trying to think of what era this is. Okay, it's it's after that. So it would be like the Regency era, what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but See, we're here, we're not here to talk about the book, guys. We're here to talk about the 1996 blockbuster. No, um, 1996 movie starring Gwyneth Paltrow as the lead, Emma Woodhouse. I actually did a lot of research on this movie because, again, I don't, I don't know what it's about. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I Wikipedia'd this movie while I was at work and. Yeah, we have Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Tony Collette is in this movie. Uh, Jeremy Northam, who I had I had no idea who that was. Alan Cumming, Ewan McGregor. And this movie kind of happens. So 1996, this is kind of before all these careers kind of took off to where they where they where they are today. Where where were you in 96? This came out August 2nd. We want to be specific. So 96. So this is what? I'm trying to think of train spotting. When was that? This was after train spotting. Okay. Well, it's he did this. Okay, so Ewan McGregor did this movie the same year as Train Spotting, but I think Train Spotting came out. But I mean, he also oh, first. He didn't don't. do this movie because of Train Spotting. It was just another job, and then. Well, fun fact: Ewan McGregor hates his performance in this movie. 
he said he wishes he didn't take the job because he doesn't think he's very good in it. But because he just, wasn't, he didn't like his wig. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little fun fact I read. Was Train Spotting his first movie? Probably not, but it was his first big one. Okay. Um, but again, where ninety six? Where where were you? I don't know when was ninety six. I was in college then, wasn't I? Were you? I don't know. Yes, I didn't know you. Yep, I was still in college. Okay. August. I think were... I was still doing my pre med biology route, which, well, seeing as how I'm not a doctor, that we well, you know how that turned out. Yeah, that didn't pan out. Uh. 96. Well, you definitely didn't see this movie in the theater, I'm guessing. No. I didn't see this movie in the theater. I didn't see this movie since we've owned it. <laughs> no, and I haven't either. This is just another movie for me to mix up now with the other Gwyneth Paltrow movies, Sliding Doors and Duets. So now I have three that I'm going to... Which one is that? So is this Jane Austen, Sliding Doors? <laughs> <laughs> I think Sliding Doors is... Another movie I haven't better. seen... But I think I did because of duets. Did I see duets? I didn't even see duets. Oh, maybe I didn't I see only duets. bought the soundtrack back in the day. And that was, I couldn't tell you. What, that was, oh, that was two, 2000 or something. So this is Gwyneth Paltrow before she went all goop crazy with her vagina well, definitely, eggs. definitely, yes. Um, Those vagina yeah, eggs, man. Well, I feel bad for, like, Chinese people. Either because, well, A. The, what? Chinese people? The vagina eggs, because she said it was like an ancient Chinese secret. So either they would be like, A, why is this crazy white lady giving away our secrets? Okay. Or B, why is this crazy lady telling people we put vagina eggs in our vaginas? Well, Gwyneth Paltrow is just, I think she is channeling the character of Emma Woodhouse, who only wants to better people, right? That's... If you, I have okay, no you know idea. what? If you want to know the plot of this movie, then just, really, but... just watch Clueless because Clueless is based on this movie. Book, I'm sorry. So Clueless is oh, Emma just reimagined but modern modernized day. and in the movie Clueless, which we'll get to because we own it, but it came out a year before this. So 90 the 1990s were it was a big time for Jane, for Jane Austen. Don't interrupt me. I see you opening your mouth. It was a big time for Jane Austen because uh, no one really thought that period dramas would do well in theaters. Um, but in 1993, a, a small movie called The Age of Innocence came out, and it actually did really well. And people were like, wow, people will go and see period dramas that are just talking and virtually no action. Was that Minnie Driver? Uh, no. No. I don't know where you would even get That was Winona Ryder. Oh. Okay. So and, I, da- and Daniel Day-Lewis. Yet another movie I've never seen. And Michelle Pfeiffer. I saw that in the theater, which is weird. I don't know. Well, I know why. My friend Kate and I saw it in the theater. I, and I don't know why we saw it, because no one was in it that we liked. Until the opening credits, and we saw we saw the name Robert Sean Leonard pop up. And this was back in the day when you didn't know who was in movies, and we actually screamed in the theater. That was oh. a very exciting moment. Anyway. I'm, I'm glad for you. Thank you. Ugh. But uh, that movie did pretty well, and people are like, well, maybe people are, are interested in kind of boring period dramas. So, uh, yeah, so Clueless came out in 95, which is based on Emma, and the plots are pretty similar. You know, it's a girl who tries to help the lives of all her friends, hook them up, and kind of, but not bettering herself until she realizes that 
I love Josh. Sorry, that's clueless. But it's the same plot. She helps her friends. And even the names in Clues are based on names in Emma. Like Mr. Elton. There's Elton. (laughs) And I mean, but I know way more about Clueless than I do about Emma, but it helps me get through the plot of Emma because I'm like, well, basically everything that happens in Clueless is just a modern version of things that happened in Emma. But getting back to the cast of Emma, um, the only big movie that Gwyneth Paltrow did before this was Seven, which she did in 1995. With her, What's in the box? Yes! With her boyfriend, whatever he was, Brad Pitt. Um, that was the biggest movie she had done before this. Um, but the director of Emma, Doug McGrath, who I, I don't know who that is. I googled him in Wikipedia, and I don't know anything he's, he's done. I'm sorry. Mr. Not Mark McGrath's dad. He's figured not that part out. Mark McGrath's dad. But he saw Gwyneth Paltrow's performance in a movie called Flesh and Bone, which came out in 93. She would have been pretty young. I mean, not super, super young, not a child, but she was young. But he saw her performance in that movie, and he's like, there's my Emma. And he went on to um, direct this movie, cast her as the main role, and cast Tony Collette as um, Harriet, which is, you know, probably like the, the doughy dumpy. She's the, you know, the Brittany Murphy in Clueless if you want oh okay um and the only she hadn't done any big movies really but i had i knew her from muriel's wedding which came out in 1994 which no one really saw but i bought the soundtrack back when it came out because i wanted to know what abba was like because i had never heard i had never heard abba until muriel's wedding soundtrack which is odd my first exposure to ABBA was Erasure when they do their they ABBA-esque. They did the ABBA tribute album. Yeah, ABBA-esque. That was good. I love that album. I didn't know yeah. who ABBA was. I didn't even yeah. know what ABBA was. I didn't. I saw the, the soundtrack at Best Buy, and I'm like, I'm going to buy this, because that's what you did back then. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I did with Emma. I'm going to buy this, because it's five ninety nine. But Tony Collette was in Muriel's Wedding, and that was really the only thing she had done until this. And that time. was mini... I don't know why you nope. keep thinking Minnie Driver's in movies. She's not. Nope. Who was that? <laughs> Muriel's Wedding was... Um... No one except Tony Collette and that other Australian chick, which I, I'm not going to remember her name. I don't know if she's Australian. It's an Australian movie. Anyway. Um, Muriel's Wedding. <laughs> yeah, you think about that one for a while. You've never seen it. No, I know, um, I've, no, I, I know I've never seen Ewan it. Ewan McGregor, but... like we said, he had done Train Spotting, um, came out the same year. Um, and really, he he doesn't do much after this until, you know, obviously he gets cast as Obi-Wan Kenobi in Phantom Menace in 1999. A lot of these people, they have big movies that come out, like, a couple years after this. But in the meantime, this is really all they're doing. Um, Alan Cumming was in this movie. I, know, I knew him at the time from a movie called Circle of Friends, which... <laughs> Mini Gyrus in that movie. Is that the Mini Gyrus? Really? <laughs> That's that Mini I knew I was going to get to one. Um, he plays a creepy guy in Circle of Friends. That's what I knew him from, even though he's been acting since the 80s. I mean, he's done tons of work over across the pond, but here I didn't know. I don't think people were very familiar with him. Uh, yeah, that, but that's really the cast and again this was kind of at the beginning of all the careers you know emma Emma thompson oh sorry good paltrow would go on to you know obviously shakespeare in love comes two years later and that's huge and her career totally takes off 
Tony Collette does Sixth Sense in 1999. She gets nominated for an Oscar. Um, Ewan McGregor, again, Phantom Menace. Tony Collette was in Babadook, right? No. Nope. Wow, you're awful at this. What is going on with my brain? You're thinking all Australian people are the same, or Mini Driver. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. Wait. Ugh, my head hurts. Well, obviously, you're probably never going to watch Emma. No. Um, I came across an interesting um, article about how the movie Emma is like the best hate watch you could ever watch. And how Gwyneth Paltrow is the perfect Emma because Gwyneth is always telling people, she's a rich white girl telling people what to do and how to, how to better themselves. And I don't know. It was kind of entertaining. Stop Googling. We're trying to do a podcast about Emma. I'm doing on-the-fly research. <laughs> You're creating awkward silences and making me talk the whole time. Oh, I can edit that out. Um, so would this be a movie that I would keep? Because oh, yeah, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, going through all these movies, what ones, if I had to whittle down the collection, which I'm, I'm not going to do, because that would take a lot of... And I, would, I wouldn't know what to do with these, because they don't have cases. They're all in a binder. But would Emma be a movie I would keep? Probably not. Because, obviously, I've watched it once. And to be honest, I'm trying to figure out when I would have bought this. Like, did I buy this because I was like, oh, Clueless? Or did I buy this... After I saw The Tales of Mr. Ripley, because that's when I fell in love with Gwyneth Paltrow, which we'll come to when we get to that movie, was I like, oh, I love her. I'm going to buy all her movies, which, I mean, I, I don't have all her movies. This is the only one I have. Um, yeah, you're really well, I mean, not into this movie or this conversation. Well, no, I mean, the idea of... of sh- would I keep this movie? That's not even a, a question. It should be, if you could go back in time, would you buy this movie to begin with? No, because I didn't... Like, I if mean, you could rewind, be like, not... It's hard because back in the day, if you hadn't seen something... Well, yeah, there were no like, streaming services. It was too. usually cheaper to just... I'm like, well, if I buy it and I watch it twice, it's it'll pay for renting it. Because a lot of these were like 10 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, and... It was easier to just, ugh, I'll just own it because I'm probably, I'll probably just watch it a few times. Well, and I remember when like the, the video place, the warehouse, did, did you guys have a warehouse? No. Warehouse movies and. We had video update. So where, warehouse was kind of like a giant blockbuster and they would have like clearance movies that were, I think, previous rentals and you could buy them for five bucks well yeah that's how i bought terminator 2 previously yeah. viewed from tidal wave video if anyone remembers tidal wave in columbia heights word okay um but again i feel like this movie was 5.99 at target and i was like hey i'm gonna buy this because i've never seen it and it's right here well and i feel like there's movies that we own that were part of like a, a costco two-pack where you wanted one movie but it but came with both. a second one of, that wasn't even related. So, like, Emma would have been the second one that wasn't related Emma to would have been in there with, like, could have been with anything. Could have been with Jaws. <laughs> God, that would be weird. They would have to have one connection. It could be, like, Train Spotting and Emma. Could... That's a connection. Yeah. We don't own Train Spotting. I've never seen it. We don't own Train Spotting? You've seen it. I'm, see, this is one of those movies. That's one of those movies where I know I, I had it, 
and we owned it, but we didn't own an official copy. It was one of those crammed onto a VHS. Oh, that you recorded from yeah, the yeah. TV? But or we made a, we recorded or we made a duplicate of a rental. Oh, you know, VCR, were, VCR. But those would, those were sketchy. I mean, the one I, cause I had a copy of Newsies that my dad recorded from VHS to VHS. But like every minute, it would go squiggly. Oh yeah, that was that weird. It was a copy it, production. It was a copyright thing that which, didn't always you know. work. And so, like, I know it's ingrained in my head what parts used to be squiggly when I watched that movie. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is when it would go out. Well, because the way to the way to the way to do that back in the day was you would play it on one VCR onto your TV. With the other VCR, you would record the image from the TV. You wouldn't record from VCR to VCR. I don't know how he did. I just said, so, can yeah. you see if you can make a copy of this so I can watch it all the time? So that's how we would end yeah. up with three movies on one tape. Because you didn't have like cable, so you no. weren't you didn't have access to. Yeah, a lot I didn't grow up with cable. Lame. And now, and now look at. <laughs> now your mom's like, why don't well, you have cable? Because my mom was like, oh, <laughs> we don't watch that much TV to warrant getting cable. And all I wanted was like MTV. Pretty much. Well, that's all anyone wanted. And Nickelodeon. And so we never had it. And then when, like, DirecTV and Satellite came out, of course, they got it. And now that's all she... T- the TV's on in my mom's house, like, 24-7. Yeah, I mean, it's usually just CNN. And she's DVRing three other shows at the same time. Just three? No. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Emma. Sorry, all the people who made this movie and... Oh, um, the score, the film score is was uh, Rachel Portman, and she was actually the first and only woman to be to win um, an Academy Award for Best Original Score for this movie. For this movie, so this movie is an Academy Award winning movie. Yeah, and I think I don't know, I don't know if the costumes won. You know, it's like I know the costumes were nominated because look at well, it's a period. Every drama. movie with a period costume. Yeah, but the funny thing when when this movie won Best Original Score, it. This was back in the day when there were two different score categories. There was musical comedy and there was dramatic. So this one musical comedy score, I couldn't tell you what one dramatic. So this is considered a comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is the book a comedy? I mean, is it a? I told you, I like didn't a read farce. It. Oh. It's on our shelf, but yeah. Okay. But so, and that you can't find the score streaming anywhere. Uh, trust me, I've looked. I have um, a handful of Rachel Portman scores. This is not one of them, even though it's her Academy Award winner. I know that name. Why do I know that name? Um, I don't know. She also did The Legend of Beggar Vance, which you can't okay. find anywhere. She did the score for Cider Hearts Rules. Um, well, I've seen Beggar Vance. I haven't seen Cider. I'm never going to see Cider House Rules because it just doesn't Is that Toby? Sound... That's Toby McGuire. And um, Michael Caine. Yeah. And he won Best Supporting Actor in a year that I will never, never. I'll, he shouldn't have won that year okay Jude Law should have won but we'll get to that when we get to the talented Mr. Ripley which will be a, a long conversation <laughs> and Gwyneth is in that too and Matt Damon so any um, do you have anything else to say about Emma does this bring us to uh, you know why don't we own this DVD I was trying to think of a movie that kind of ties in with this and I'm like wait why don't we own that but again I don't watch Jane Austen adaptations. I've well, the only movie I'm surprised we don't own that's even tangentially related to this is Train Spotting. Well, for you, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't. It could be why don't like a movie why don't me like. own this movie? 
Why don't you? Why doesn't Sean own this movie? Yeah, why don't you own Train Spotting? I don't know. Uh, so I thought I'd, if you asked me, do we have Train Spotting? I would have said yes. Because you don't have a good memory. Oh, I have a good memory. It's just not. A, Did you see Train Spotting in the theater? No. Oh. Mm. You don't. No, know. I don't think so. No, I wouldn't have. It, I, don't I, know feel like about it, it. I feel like it had a limited release. And I didn't know a thing about it. Yeah. It was only until after I heard people raving about it. Like, oh, I should check that out. And I go, went and rented it. I that knew, was... I know I rented it, for who sure. Who was the director? Not Guy Ritchie, but the other guy. <laughs> the other one? He did like Slumdog Millionaire. What's his name? I'm going to oh, edit this gonna... out so it sounds good. For you. <laughs> Danny Boyle. Oh, yeah. He was supposed yeah. to direct Bond 25. Um, and yeah, then... there was like a... Because he wanted, so supposedly, Danny Boyle wanted to kill James Bond. Ooh. And they fired him. I think that's kind of shitty. Because I think that's an interesting premise. I don't know. You don't well, want to I mean, kill James that, Bond? That isn't why they fired him. But I mean, oh. they just, they couldn't they agree on the story. Because they didn't want to fire him. Because they didn't want to kill James Bond. Well, I think they would be open to the idea of killing James Bond. But it didn't, it didn't flesh out with the story they already had. Because they already had a script. Hmm. And I think he wanted to make changes. And I think... Supposedly, the rumor is that he wanted to kill James Bond. I think that'd be interesting, but it'd be like Superman; like he would just come back. Well, I mean, because there's the whole idea too is that James Bond is just the code name. Yeah, and anyone can yeah. be it. Yeah, like a doctor. There's Who. always a. But the problem is with Sky in Skyfall, we see his parents as last name Bond. Oh well, that puts a hole yeah. in the thing. So there when he a... goes around telling himself that, or telling people he's James Bond. That's actually his name. He's giving them his real he's a name. Bond. He's a That's his name. Yeah. He's the son of Mr. and Mrs. Bond. There was an explosion today on the Bond 25 uh, filming studio. Um, and it ruined part of Pinewood. Like an accidental explosion? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it was a planned explosion for oh, the but movie. It was just but then it kind of uh, maybe went out of hand. And part of Pinewood Studios was damaged and someone got hurt. I just saw that. Speaking of Bond this, 25. Yeah, this production has been plagued with It has been, ever since Danny Boyle got fired, apparently. I don't know. I have zero opinions about Danny Boyle movies because well, I have Well, Carrie Fukunaga is directing it, and that's going to be good. I haven't but. seen any Danny Boyle movies. Um, but I um, I had a poster, a train spotting poster, in my locker. Why? Because I thought Ian McGregor was cute because he had that really short buzz cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I have no idea why, because I wanted to be the cool indie movie chick when I was a senior in high school, and so I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. train spotting, even though I never saw it. All I know about train spotting is that the like they crawl on the ceiling, and he comes out nope. of a toilet. A baby's nope. on the ceiling, yeah. and he crawls out of a toilet. He dives into the. It's toilet. like one big like drug. Because he's a he's thing. yeah, he's coming down from here. He's trying to withdraw from heroin. Ah. Uh, and I know that one song on the soundtrack. The Iggy Pop. The Iggy Pop song, yeah. Lust for Life, because they're running on the, in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't own Train Spotting, and I probably will never buy it. Um, I'm going to go buy it with Multiplicity. Maybe I'll find a two-pack. Oh, for God. <laughs> it might be streaming somewhere. You can watch it. I've looked um, for it, and I haven't seen it. I think I saw it one time somewhere. Who, I mean, that's the knows. thing. With, even if I'm like, you know what movie we should own? And I think of buying it. I'm like, but you know what? The second I buy it, it's going to hit Netflix the next day. But then it doesn't stay on Netflix. But some have been on Netflix for 10 years. I don't know. That's just my luck. But we don't own Train Spotting. We own Emma instead. I don't know anything about Jane Austen. Well, we own Pride and Prejudice. And you know a little bit more about. Never seen that. With Kira Knight. 
No, I've never seen it. What? Oh, my God, people. That's the only one I can speak to because I watched it so many times because... I've never read nor watched anything Jane Austen. I don't think I've never read or watched anything Henry James. Who's that? Well, I mean, I know who it is. I haven't either. Portrait of a Lady. I don't know. I think... And that was a movie with Nicole Kidman. And I think I've only seen one Mini Driver movie. (laughs) Did you see Circle of Friends? No. I had it on I think I saw four weddings and a funeral. Two weddings and a funeral? That's not Mini Driver. Nope. That's Andy McDowell. Okay, Mini Driver was in Good Will Hunting. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. You never saw Circle of Friends? See, I had Circle of Friends. Is that Chris Chris O'Donnell? It is. And he was so short that he had to stand on a really tall apple box because Mini Driver is tall. And Chris O'Donnell's about 4'10 or something. Did Mini Driver bump into you in Notting Hill? She did. Okay, guys, here's a quick story. Sean and I went to uh, London back in 2003. Sure. Uh, Yeah, because Two Towers had just come out. Um, And we went to the Notting Hill, Portobello Road. It's a song from Bed Nods and Bruce Six. We went there for like the market... The market fair or whatever. That's what it? it is. The Portobello Road Farmers Well, it's a market. regular road, but then they had a. That's where the farm. Then anyway, yeah. so we're walking down the street as you do, looking at stands and. That's where I first experienced the head massager thing. Yes, <laughs> and suddenly a woman walks right into me and she apologized. Oh dear, I'm sorry. That's my accent, wow. and I look up and it's Mini Driver. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Matt Damon's ex-girlfriend. That's what I thought. Skyla. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's, she's more than that. She's. She's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. <laughs> she's, what was her name in Circle of Friends? Because they call her. Skyla. Skyla. <laughs> oh, she, I watched Circle of Friends so was she, many times. What's her name, Circle? Back in the day, stop. Interrupting me when I'm talking about Circle of Friends. Is her name Circle? Her name is... Circle Friend? Oh. Miss Friend? Miss Circle. Shoot, I didn't want to click on that. Um, this was also based on a book by Maeve Binchy. It's very Irish. And this is... I was talking about Alan Cumming was in this, and he plays creepy Sean Walsh. Spelled the same way as Oh, yours. yeah, it's an Irish name. Duh. Oh, yeah, Benny. You stupid fat article! That's what they call her. Oh, this is when Mini Driver was heavier, and she, <laughs> she had to gain all that weight. Anyway, and Saffron Burrows is this, and so when I watch Deep Blue Sea, I'm like, ah, it's Nan from Circle of Friends. See, why don't I own Circle of Friends on DVD? I'd never replaced it on my VHS, and it makes me sad because, man, I watched this, like, every day. But yeah, so we don't really have much to say about MX besides what we said, and it was pretty half-assed. I apologize. Well, and so this is one movie that we... Had we had a time machine, we probably would not be owning no, this. No, and it's one of those, like, if it cracked or if I broke it in half, I'd be like, oh, well. I th- honestly think it's a streaming because I think I saw it one day when I was browsing. You know how you browse on Netflix for like an hour and then you're like, eh, <laughs> you turn it off and walk away. So, ah. so if this ever pulls a Sugar Ray CD, then we'll fling it out the window? Sugar Ray? So I had I a Sugar was, Ray CD. I thought that was no doubt. Tragic Kingdom. Oh, why would I throw that one? You threw Treasure Kingdom out the window. Well, I threw a lot of them if they would. Oh, this guy. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. when I had CDs in my car, and if they would get too scratched to play, they would find their way out the window or sunroof. That's all. So you totally littered. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I wouldn't be sad if I lost this one. 
So um, if you come rob us, take the Emma's DVD. If this is someone's favorite movie and for some reason they don't own it and they can't find it anywhere, please let me know. I will gladly give this to you because I won't be sad. Well, the there's only, no case. <laughs> there's no case. I mean, I have a sleeve. You can have it in a sleeve. Uh, but I only need two Gwyneth Paltrow movies in my life and we'll get to those if we get to those. This one I don't need. She's a little uppity in this movie. Well, she sells vagina eggs. Well, goop is funny to me. That's just funny to me. Don't put rocks in your hoo-ha. Okay. Um, should we ask Google to pick our next movie? God, I hope it's not a Jane Austen movie. I can't I, talk about Jane Austen again. I hope it's multiplicity. Yeah, we don't know that. Are you? Hey, hey Google. Google. Pick a number between 1 and 280. 11. Oh. oh 11. God, let me pull up my thing. Shoot, I wasn't ready. Eleven. Well, that's a that's a good number. That's going to be up. These are all in alphabetical order. So, if you ever wondering, American Graffiti. Ooh, we were just talking about that movie the other night. So it's a George Lucas joint. A George Lucas joint. Uh, one of its first. I think it's his first. Nope. Well, I'm not including one one three eight. Okay. Well, then yeah, that it would be was his a first. student film. Okay. Eleven thirty eight was a student film. American Graffiti was his first. Pre-Star Wars big movie. Uh, Harrison Ford. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Richard Dreyfuss. And a uh, brief... A brief. Appearance by... uh, Shit. We got Shirley from Laverne. The girl on the Firebird. What the hell? What? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. We'll find out next week when we talk about... Damn it! I know. She's driving a, I think it's a 57 Firebird. T-Bird? Sure. T-Bird. I don't know cars. Not Firebird, T-Bird. I don't know, but we'll uh, talk about this one next week. If you guys want to watch it before then, we probably won't. Um, but it has great music, so. And cool cars. And Harrison Ford in a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good movie. So, I think that'll wrap it up. Any final, final words on Emma? I honestly don't have no word no clueless is better guys watch clueless if you really want the plot um clueless is classic and again we will talk more about that and we will reference this episode when we talk about clueless because you know they're related the only thing about emma is when i would think of this movie emma i would think of emma thompson for some reason that just because of the name and i assumed she was in it because it's like her well she's in sense and sensibility which is another Jane Austen Did I know that? I don't know that. And unfortunately... Oh, wait. No. I don't think I... I had it on VHS. I really hope I don't own it. Because I don't want to talk about it. Okay, good. We don't own it. So, she was in Sense and, Sens- Sense and Sensibility with Kate Winslet. Oh, that okay. was in, like, 93. But, so but yeah. that's one Jane Austen bullet we've dodged. Okay. Yeah. I think that there, we only have two. And the other one's much better. So, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, sounds good. Yeah, um, I hear our, our cat is like, let me back in. We locked him in the garage so he wouldn't bother us, but man, he wants to come in. So, Okay. Well, so for Why Do We Own This DVD, uh, I am Sean. I'm Diane. And uh, I think by the time you hear this, will we be on Apple Podcasts, I don't know, you think? Man. Spotify's like, hey, here you- we're on Spotify right now. And for we're sure. on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher because they don't care. Well, Apple's got a little bit longer waiting period. Spotify is the. As I've said before, the ITT tech of well, podcast platforms. 
Just come on in. Make yourself at home. Stitcher has a little bit of a vetting process. Apple has the strictest. Yeah, but fingers crossed that by the time this is up, I don't know. You might have a little catching up to do by the time it hits the other platforms, but we'll be there. Okay, sounds good. Well, that'll do it then. Thanks for listening. And And uh, we'll see ya. Bye-bye.